On today's episode of the Locked On Senators podcast, well, another loss to dissect. And because Marcus Hogberg was in net, you just knew it went to overtime, a shootout to be precise. But an entertaining game, including a great moment. The Brady-Kachuk friendship tour continued on home ice. P.K. Subban, the newest member of the club, will get into all that. It's myself, Ross Levitan, Chris Parliament with me today. Let's get into it. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team Every day. Today is Tuesday, January 28th, and Parley, that was the best bite of Brady Kachuk's career. I mean, he was throwing those left hands early and often, and they were heavy. He had Subban's head down, and he was just pummeling them. And uh, yeah, it went on for a while, and then the, nothing better than after dominating a fight, scoring the takedown at the end. Absolutely, and to continue the uh, the uh, how should we say this showmanship into the penalty box, and they didn't stop talking the whole time. Uh, it was going around on Twitter that uh, at one point Subban was was yapping at Brady, and Brady pointed up as the the replay of the fight and said, "Are you not watching this? Like, how are you still going?" And, uh, the fight happened in the second period. We should mention the final score, 4-3. For the New Jersey Devils, we'll get into how it got there, but the fight was definitely the best part, and the lead-up as well, because they were going at it in the first period. Uh, P.K. Subban, a spectator, right at the side of the crease when Brady Kachuk made a gorgeous deflection to the back door off of Drake Batherson's shot for an easy tap-in goal to, that opened the scoring for the Senators. Um, and then... Words were exchanged at the end of the period. You just knew um, that that this was going to be something that Brady Kachuk remembered going into the second period, and he certainly did not let us down. Absolutely not. I mean, he's stepping into a role where he can do pretty much anything. It's the flash of play beside the net, and then it's the big the big fight and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, he's going out there, and you know, when I was taking notes for this podcast, I was like, oh, I kind of want to, like Brady had a good night, but I kind of want to talk about the young guys. But like Brady Kachuk's only in his second year. He's a sophomore season. He's already playing like such a pro that you're kind of thinking that he's kind of the vet on the team, the way he's handling his business. It was just a casual stat line for Brady Kachuk last night. 18 minutes played, an assist, 70 penalty minutes. And uh, for those of you keeping track at home, he had three hits and four shots. So, I mean, if you're keeping track, hits is still up. 198 to 74 on the season, according to tsn.ca. That's where I got my stats this morning. There you go, TSN. That's where I was at last night. It was the first time in a long time after a bit of a layoff with the bye week and then the all-star break. Uh, but it's great to get back to hockey. Drake Batherson, friend of the show, we got to give him some stick taps because the more and more he plays, and you just knew it was only going to be a matter of time, but he's starting to look like a very comfortable National Hockey League player. He definitely does, and you can tell that he's starting to look more comfortable because DJ Smith is starting to be more comfortable with him. You know, he's putting him in quote unquote Drake Batherson situations that he's dominated in at the AHL level. Uh, you put him on his spot on the power play, that right side. And I mean, take you through that play where you talked about it. Brady had that beautiful tip over to Tyler Ennis. That looks like a pretty smooth set play running right now. And Drake kind of fit in perfectly to it. He kind of starts traveling towards the middle makes Mike Riley, allows Mike Riley, I guess I should say, to flip his hips and pull the top of that diamond over on the PK that New Jersey had running. 
quick snaps it back as soon as that forward starts to trail him a little bit. Drake takes those two quick strides and then doesn't do more than he has to do, you know, just puts it on Brady's tape. And then again, that nice little play where he puts it to the side with Ennis crashing the net. So, I mean, it's starting to look like Drake's fitting in well and even becoming part of the game plan on that top power play unit. And then uh, after, I think I saw a stat going two for 10 in the AHL on shootouts this year, he had his first at the NHL level last night, stopped by Blackwood. But uh, I mean, it looked like a pretty confident opportunity in my opinion. Yeah, I tried it to, to the backhand and just couldn't get it high enough. Blackwood was able to get his blocker over. He did get it above where the pad would have been. It hit his yeah, blocker, yeah. but uh, he would have needed to get it up a little bit higher uh, if he was going to um, finish it off. Um, I want to get in a little bit more of the importance of Drake staying up for an extended period of time right now because we know what he can do on home ice when, when he gets the last change, when he gets a little bit more of those... Um, you know, secured minutes where uh, it's a little bit easier. He's going up against a third and fourth line rather than a a top six line, the NHL level. And his splits kind of tell the same story. He's still looking for his first point on the road. He's minus eight in 11 road games. But then on home ice, he's up at 12 points in 19 career games. Like if he could even have half of that on the road, this would be a top six player already. Um, So remember uh, mentioning the CTC was the, uh, the home of the Drake Batherson show. Oh, it sure is, man. It's uh, w- the the Drake. Just rename it. I mean, we've, we've got the Drake <laughs> Hotel here in Toronto, but uh, that's the heart of enemy territory. Talk about in Ottawa, the the Drake. I mean, what better spot to to roll up on a Saturday night uh, to watch some hockey? But love love what he's bringing, and especially he had such an element being on the point on the power play as that right shot. Um, so I'm excited to see him continue as the uh, the Sens are going to be. Uh, right back at it against uh, the Buffalo Sabres. But uh, anything else you want to add on that game? I guess we, we should obviously talk about uh, Marcus Hogberg. 50 saves on 53 shots in the game. Um, I mean, you just can't get a win. Yeah, it, it, and it's tough because, you know, he he held, he held them in it, and there was a couple huge cross-crease glove saves that were very flashy. I thought he did a lot of things well in that game. But then, I mean, you pepper a young goaltender, some stuff's bound to squeak in, right? He's not he's not perfect on his angles or anything yet. But uh, one thing I noticed last night was, I mean, yes, he made 50 saves and some real highlight ones. So the question I asked myself was, does the good excuse the bad in that situation? And in my opinion, yes, because he did give the team a chance to win. They were badly outshot and he was able to get a point out of it. But I mean, there was a couple. I mean, you talk about that first goal. Danny Severson has a bomb from the point, probably one of the most underrated power play shots in the league, just the way he can get it on net with such like consistently and so heavy. Uh, And then block or sorry, Hogberg kind of stepped on it and kicked it in. Then that second goal was a little bit weak too. That wraparound kind of ramped up him. But that third one was the one where you really start to say, "Uh oh, is, is he going to, is the wheels going to fall off this thing? Because I mean, it was a shot that made it all the way through he stopped it, and then it just trickled out in front of him. He could have got some more help out front of the net by a defenseman, but Jesper Brad able to just easily poke it over to a wide-open Kyle Palmieri who buried it. So I guess my answer is yes, he gave the team a chance to win. The good does excuse the bad in this situation, but there's a couple ones where you look at it and say, yikes, maybe he's not fully ready to be at the NHL level, even though he's putting up 50 safe performances. Were you surprised that he got the start? I know he'd been playing so well before the All-Star break, but, uh, I mean, is he the starter in Ottawa already? 
Uh, I'm starting to look at this as Andy's the number two. It doesn't matter who's in front of him. You know what I mean? He looks like he, he's, you know, he's had trouble staying healthy lately. He's been shaky in starts. And I think that, and at that, at the NHL level, it, for Craig Anderson in Ottawa right now with the team that's playing in front of him, I don't think he can put it together the way he used to be able to and make a couple acrobatic saves. I mean, he's getting older and stuff like that, but I think with a better team in front of him, a better decor in front of him, he would definitely be uh, more effective. And who knows if he's just having a bit of a lull right now, he could find it again and be the Andy we've come to uh, enjoy watching the last couple of years. But right now, I mean, Marcus Hogberg, I would just keep riding him and, uh, I mean, reports came out this morning that DJ Smith said there's no guarantee we see Andy tonight in the second half of a back-to-back. So I can't see uh, say that I'm surprised, no, to see Marcus Hogberg in that first game after seeing what DJ Smith had to say last night after the game. I wonder how much of that is DJ Smith being like, man, I'm just going to play him until we can get a win for him because he's playing so well. But that would be almost unprecedented this season in the National Hockey League for a goalie to play two sets of back-to-backs both games in the span of about a week and a half. Of course, they had a layoff in between, so you could say he's a bit more refreshed than he would have been. But it was it was only a cup. It was um, the 10th and 11th at Detroit and then home to Montreal. Shocker, both those games went to extra time as Hogberg in 12 games this year has only two wins, but six uh, overtime losses, which is which is just crazy. They, well, Ross, got, you talk. You talked about uh, what's going on in last night's game, and if we want to add anything more to it, I mean, your goaltender has to, it's the old cliche in hockey, your goalie has to be your best penalty killer. Well, last night, that PK, man, oh man, I was saying earlier, joking to you on the phone, that you know two shorthanded goals come fast when they make the same Instagram post and you just got to swipe right to see another one because they came quick in succession last night, and uh, that brings Ottawa up to 10th, leading the National League. 10 shorthanded goals on the air. So, I mean, they look willing to jump up in plays and get those two-on-ones. And it was kind of nice that after you score the first one, you don't have to hold on to it and shoot as well. You know, he made the nice pass, and then Tierney slid it home after kind of being beat up at the blue line there. I don't know if you saw that. He was kind of looking at the ref, and then uh, after getting a glove in the mouth, but then he stuck with the play and ended up scoring a beauty there. But, I mean, yeah, this PK, who's... Started off the year really well. It's dropped to like pretty much average. They're sitting at in 15th right now, but leading the league in 10 shorthanded goals. And you got to think JG Pajot has about four or five of those, eh? Yeah, definitely. And it feels like Connor Brown's in on all of them as well, whether he's setting up the play or, or moving with speed. Love the move that Tierney put on, just going across the, the body. Everyone was moving to the right, including Blackwood, and he just brought it to his backhand and tucked it in five hole. So, that was, uh, that was a nice finish to that one. Uh, you might notice Pilsy not with us. Brandon Piller is actually on his way to Buffalo. He's going to be doing a scouting assignment for Send Central today. But there's a game to play. Buffalo Sabres, I mean, when's their rebuild going to get into the next level? It seems like every win they're getting is, is just strictly the Jack Eichel show this year. And Sens fans are well aware of that with the four-goal performance that he put up on Ottawa earlier this season. What are you expecting from tonight's game? Well, I mean, Jack Keuchel's coming in hot, too. He was one of Bruce Garriott's players to watch uh, in this report in the Sun this morning. He's got 11 points in his last 10 games, and he's getting a good buddy back. Jeff Skinner's back after missing 10 with an upper body injury. So uh, who knows who if they'll play together tonight. But uh, yeah, Eichel and Skinner back together, that's going to be tough for whoever ends up being in net. But yeah, Buff- Buffalo's, I mean, you mentioned Eichel kind of, runs the show over there and he always seems to play well against Ottawa. 
Ottawa's only won one of their last six games against Buffalo. One out of six, man. That yeah. that, that actually kind of kind of makes sense. It feels like it's been a while since uh, since Ottawa's got the better of Buffalo. And I now, Ottawa loses you... against division matchups anyway, so it's just pretty much. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. The uh, the Buffalo one, man. Remember when they were a rival? It feels like the games they just don't have any emotion anymore. Back in like '06, when when Buffalo got the better of Ottawa in round two, and then of course. Everyone knows in 07 in the, the conference finals when Ottawa won, there was the brawl in the regular season, but all that animosity is just withered away. I mean, continuously rebuilding for Buffalo. There's so many pieces that have been shipped out. And every time I see Buffalo play, I mean, they're, they're so there's a lot of talent there, but they're missing that like one piece. And how good would Ryan O'Reilly fit into that lineup right now? Oh, he would be... He'd be awesome. Did you see the picture at the All-Star game of Ryan O'Reilly with the two Kachuk brothers? I mean, man, imagine yeah. imagine throwing that out there to start a game. I don't think it would get any better. Just a good Canadian boy between a couple of, couple of Yanks. Oh, man, but all three just play the game the right way, especially Absolutely. Matthew. Hey, that that's coming up. Is that t- t- tomorrow, Wednesday? Zach Cassian returns from suspension against Matthew Kachuk. We're getting way off track, but that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be must-watch viewing if you're an NHL fan or you can listen to it. And if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers that are working with the Locked On Network to reach sports fans just like you. But you may not know that the Locked On Senators podcast, it's a great way for your local business to reach passionate Ottawa Senators fans just like you are. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listeners, ones from the 613 in Ottawa. It's a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with the Ottawa Senators and the Locked On Senators podcast and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777. That's 33777. Or visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, the text the word advertising to 33777 or visit locked backslash advertising we are looking forward to hearing from you and working with you to make your company achieve their advertising goals there's not too many goals to report in belleville although alex formanton and rudolph balser scored in what may have been the worst all-star game on tv i've ever seen it was in Palm Springs. It was for the the players to go to California, but that was an absolutely empty building. Did you see? Did you happen to catch it, Parley? I I didn't, and it sounds like I'm not alone in that. I'm just. I mean, me and Pillar talked about it yesterday. I'm not a huge fan of the All Star break. Uh, if, I mean, it's good the players get a break, I guess, and it's nice to be honored and stuff like that. But I mean, it just doesn't doesn't make much sense you're right in the middle of a season so how hard do you even really want to go i mean yeah it's good that uh balsers ended up with a goal and an assist in the three games that the north division played they lost all three by the way and uh alex formanton ended up with a goal in three games 
sorry, I'll check that. The fastest man in the AHL, Alex Formanton, ended with one goal. So it's cool that he uh, he got the crown as the fastest skater. But other than that, yeah, uh, they don't play again till Friday against the Marlies, and that'll be at home. And then Saturday night, Ross, are you working that game? Uh, the Belleville game? On Saturday night, yeah. No, I'm working the Leafs Sens game. Dude, it's superhero night at the CAA Arena. Oh my God, how can I miss that? <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, another big weekend coming up. Uh, play, it's always fun to see the Battle of Ontario. And uh, yeah, that's that's coming up Friday night. And then a back-to-back. And Ross, going back-to-back-to-backs in Ottawa this year, there's still four more after tonight's game wow. remaining on the season. I feel like the Senators always have so many back-to-backs. Yeah, it's the way they're just making the schedule as compressed as possible. It it causes so many back-to-back situations, just like the Sens are in uh, tonight. We got to get into the update of the Shark Tank, and it wasn't great. It had an opportunity to be great last night, uh, but the Sharks won. 4-2 was the final score over the Anaheim Ducks, who are low-key an unbelievably good tanking team. If it weren't for John Gibson, they would have the same amount of points as the Detroit Red Wings. They are not a good hockey team. And it's kind of funny, too. They, they had nobody representing them at the All-Star game. It was it was supposed to be <laughs> Silverberg, but he was hurt. And then they're just like, nah, not, no, we're not going to replace you with another player from that team. We're actually Tyler just... Tyler Bertuzzi's there, but, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, nobody for the Ducks. For, yeah, nobody for the Ducks. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, it's just, that's the kind of season it's been for the Ducks, who are actually tied in points with the Ottawa Senators and New Jersey Devils. Um, But the Sharks win. They ended a three-game losing skid there. Patty Marlowe, we we do have to get stick taps. We love seeing the longevity of of good guys. He scored twice. Tied Mike Medano, 25th in NHL history in goals. But the Sharks, they still only have 48 points. They're three points back uh, of Nashville for the sixth wild card spot. So still a long way to go. Only four teams have less points than them. Okay. And we're going to get to the tankathon spin in just a minute, but we should mention that the prize of the tankathon, he got himself into some hot water, didn't he Parley? Yeah. And he got a three game suspension for a hit to the head and Holy, was it warranted? Like I'm surprised it was only three. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it yet. We'll tweet it out from at Sense Central. Yeah, check the video because yikes. The kid is like watching the puck in the air, flat-footed. Lafreniere just like takes 10 strides, wait for him to touch the puck, just buries the kid. It's from behind. I wonder if there's a a backstory of of like maybe some animosity between the two guys or if it was just, uh, oh, I'm watching it now. That's Yeah, he gets his elbow up too. (laughs) It's ugly, man. Yeah, yeah. No, good radio, right. good radio. Uh, well, as as we're saying, you can go to our, our Twitter, <laughs> at Sense Central, if you want to see that Alexi Lafreniere. And he's still putting up a ton of points. He's got, what, 80 points now? 89. It's 89 points in how many games? Sorry, Ross, check that. 84 points in 39 games played. So still pretty good pace. I don't know. Is that good? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty good, and uh, we've had some fun going with our Tankathon spin, which we're keeping track of, and um, it'll be fun once we get down the wire here uh, as well. So we'll each do one spin. I will start it off. The website is tankathon.com backslash NHL if you want to play as well. Right now, the Ottawa Senators with the fifth best odds. Fifth. It's not great. Uh, to get the first and overall sixth, pick. Though. 
and six. six. True. No other team can say that, that they have the two opportunities. So without further ado, my spin. Oh, that's what you just love to see. The Ottawa Senators, with San Jose's pick, will pick first overall. However, because they moved up five spots with that pick and Chicago moved up nine spots to pick second, Ottawa's own pick will be seventh. So Ottawa picking first and seventh. But as Pilsy and I said on the show yesterday, if the Sens pick number one, I don't care where that second pick ends up. There's so much talent in this year's draft class. I would even say that in top two. I feel either or. Hey, never know about Tim Stutzel, the German. Here we go. I'll hit the button. Ooh, all right. Not quite as good as yours, but the Senators do get into the top three, moving up two spots. They're picking behind Montreal, who jumps up oh. six spots. And the, I guess, Tankathon experts, as you mentioned earlier, the Anaheim Ducks picking number two. Oh. And then the San Jose pick drops a spot to number seven. So number three and number seven, still not bad. I mean, one of them has to get into a top three pick, and I'll be happy. Absolutely. And there'll be another opportunity to do this tomorrow because the Ottawa Senators are back in action tonight for Chris Parliament. I'm Ross Lavatan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast. We want to know what you think as well. So hit us up on Twitter at Send Central. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.